Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, what a day. Oh, what a day. The day after Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs, back-to-back winners. An incredible game against the San Francisco 49ers. A game that started off to some boring. I found it enjoyable. And ended with one of the wildest and memorable, memorable, rememberable, memorable conclusions mm-hmm. in Super Bowl history. We have d- dived into a lot of aspects of this game, including the fact that Kyle Shanahan completely effed up his strategy in overtime. But real quick, and we'll do this in a nice little bundle. Let's hear the final call from everybody. <laughs> We've got five calls. We got the Niners and the Chiefs on the radio. We got the Westwood One call. We got the TV call with Jim Nance and a surprise bonus call from Nickelodeon. How about that? So let's start things off with the big losers from last night. The radio call from San Francisco, California. Holmes going to roll to his right, throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! (laughs) Dang it! That gives me such joy. I don't know why. Who was that? That was Greg Papa, and who was the analyst? Yeah, who was the analyst? Who did that call? Right. I know. It's, it. I know it's Greg. He does the. He does the radio. Dang it! <laughs> I don't know who that was. Dang it! Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Dang, it. Dang it! Dang it! Yeah, I love to hear those tears. Here's the call from the great city of Kansas City, Missouri. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class! Because for the first time right, in second, yeah. off. the Chiefs' kingdom has started their own history class. Instead of just ending it there, he's like, because. Because. <laughs> we don't need to hear why. Because you won a lot. Here's uh, Kevin Harlan from Westwood One right here. Winding up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front. Receiver of motion. Low snap. He runs and he throws. Caught. Touchdown. It's caught. Hardman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won! <laughs> Hartman caught the ball like, oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> it's almost like it took Kevin Harlan a few seconds to realize, oh, wait, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's called from the Kyle Shanahan of understanding overtime rules. Because uh, it looked like at first he's like, oh, he caught the ball. Then he's like, wait a second, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, here's the call from Nickelodeon with Noah Eagle and Nate Burleson and then a bunch of cartoon characters. Straight. The other noises, the screaming was cartoon characters, like yes. enjoying the result. Yes. Yeah. SpongeBob and Patrick Starfish were two great analysts on the court really? yesterday. <laughs> did you did you hear earlier in the game when Patrick Starfish jumped in? He had better analysis on a Christian McCaffrey fumble than Tony Romo did. Patrick Starfish? Patrick Starfish. All right, let's hear the analysis of okay. Patrick Starfish calling Christian McCaffrey's fumble. Who's Cal? You have to firmly 
it. Family grasp it. George Karloftis <laughs> jumped on it, and the Chiefs have the ball. See that? SpongeBob and Patrick Starr, they got it. That's how Tiki, you... do you agree with that analysis? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> you have to firmly grasp it. You have to firmly grasp it. Uh, so that, well, Did you watch any of that? Is he talking about the fumble recovery? Or no. are you talking about the fumble? They were trying to explain, Tiki, how you ran changing the ball with the cross stuff. So Patrick Starfish was saying it's all about firmly grasping it. He had, he was holding it too loose. Wait, so Patrick uh, Starfish was quoting Tiki Barber well, on the Nickelodeon broadcast? No, not in not. so many words. He I wasn't have said qu- it that way. I but... think he was trying to give it in layman's terms for the kids, but they were taking a page hey, out of your kids, book. You have to firmly grasp the ball. It was great. Otherwise, you lose it, and the other team now possesses it. Do you guys, did you guys watch that Possession broadcast? of the football is no. going to be a big story to, in this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. My kids learned that you sit there and you suffer through Nance and Romo like the rest of them. Well, that's the key word, because I think we all heard the call when it happened live, because we're watching the Super Bowl, but I want you to hear it one more time. And I want to say this with as much respect as I can. Because I think Jim Nance is an all-time great. And I think Tony Romo takes too much heat. But this final call absolutely sucked. First and goal. Mahomes wins it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! Tony Romo's talking behind him. And then he ends up talking like immediately after Jim is done. Jackpot Kansas City felt very forced being in Vegas. I got to tell you, I, I uh, thought the call I was atrocious. I don't even remember hearing it. I mean, I was listening to it, obviously. But That's I, why I wanted to play it, because I don't think any of us remember it, because in the moment, we're all just watching the game and enjoying yeah, it. I game. think you're reacting audibly yourself. Yeah. So you're, so maybe you hear it, maybe you don't. But... I don't think I remember hearing that call. And, I, I didn't either. And here's the proof <laughs> right. that that's just, didn't stick. That's a bad call. So you guys just heard it. I want to present to you another game time overtime winning call in the Super Bowl. In fact, it's the only other one we have. I tell your friend Matt Ryan if he's listening to close his ears. <laughs> the conclusion of Patriots Falcons. Here's Joe Buck, and this, my friends, is a call. Toss to White. Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! And then he just lets the moment happen. Mm. Patriots win, Brady's got his fifth, blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know about you, but Jim and Tony let me down. They were good in moments. <laughs> in moments? Yeah, they were good in moments. <laughs> and it's funny, it's like when, they, when the moments got intense, that's when it felt like they were needed. Except for the end where they were trying to explain the overtime and I didn't I was like, wait, what are you talking about? You're saying you're talking too fast. Stop. I can't understand what you're talking about. Because I don't think a lot of people knew that rule. No. I don't I I think people knew the overtime rules changed, but they weren't sure about the specifics. Now for you in particular, mm-hmm. um where were you watching this game? Because I've uh, recovered from sources that Tiki was not honest with us on Friday when he said, I'll be working out. I was doing workouts. I actually. made a joke that he's going to broadcast the ran, game to himself. I ran 11 and a half miles the day before. And what did you do during the game? <laughs> I sat on a desk and watched the game on a big screen, enormous screen mm-hmm. at CBS Broadcast Center. At CBS Broadcast Center? Yep, the Broadcast Center for CBS. Now, why were you at the CBS so Broadcast me, Center? me, Ross Tucker, um, were there with Brent Stover, because we were the backup team in case something, God forbid, went wrong with the trucks out in Las Vegas. Now, <laughs> what ultimately happened is that we just got to sit sit and talk football and watch a big game on a massive screen with about 20 or so other CBS employees. So we thank all those people for coming and hanging out. You know what that means? What's that? That means, ladies and gentlemen, Tiki Barber was CBS's designated survivor. <laughs> Like, when everybody's at the State of the Union, there's a few people they hold back just in case. Just in case something happened. There was a whole TV show about it. It may have actually been on CBS. Wait, that was... uh, Wasn't that the same guy from... 24? Yes, Keith or Sutherland. That's right. And by the way, I got into that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sure, for like five episodes and then it got old. But Designated Survivor was about how everybody did unfortunately perish. And this guy became president. It's not that bad. So This is all about power outage. That was it. Right. It's only power outage. But there was a chance that last night we were going to hear Tiki Barber call the game. Hey, it's Tiki Barber. Very small chance. How would you have explained the overtime, Russ? <laughs> I would have not have known. <laughs> I would have been in a, I would have been. Well, actually, uh, Sean Ahern, who is our stats guy, he was there in my ear the whole time. Um if if it would have gotten overtime, that's what we would have had to do. We would have asked for a crash course on it. Wow! And he would have known. Did you broadcast the game, or were you no, just no, we waiting to we we broadcast? Well, we were the game. talking to each other, like we were not broadcasting, but just talking about what was going on. But it was it was cool. I had no idea that these networks had designated survivors. Well, you for the have Super Bowl. to, and CBS has experience with this because we all remember the New Orleans Super Bowl where they lost power, and luckily it didn't mess up the broadcast. They were able to get it back, but. You, you have to have backup. Poor, have Steve, poor Steve Tasker that night. They just kept tossing on me. He had nothing on the side. <laughs> right. Right. Because, I mean, that was that was the first. Is that the old, first and only one, I think? That, that the, had a blackout? The, the Super Bowl has lost power. I think it might be the only one. What if the Super Bowl lost power? I don't remember any. That's, right. That Super Bowl is most famous for losing power. That's right. I know that the Miami one, they thought. They thought there was going to be flooding issues. Right. But it, it ended up subsiding. Is there the any point during the game where you were like rubbing your hands together saying, All right, come on, this is the moment. No, Need a lightning kind of, strike. Let's go. I was, just, I was ready. I was suited up. I was ready. Wow. Ready to go. Had my boards. I prepared like I had to call the game. And this was secretive because you couldn't even reveal this to us until well, today. It's secretive. We just don't need to, you know. You don't want to call attention to it. Yeah, well, exactly. We don't need to. You didn't want our audience rooting for a power addict <laughs> so we could hear Tiki Barber try to explain overtime rules to us at 10 <laughs> This is Tiki Barber. failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to John in Connecticut. How are you, John? What's up, John? Hey, what's John? going on, Evan? What's hey, up? how are you? We're good, man. What's going on? Hey, good, good. Evan, all due respect, man, and I love you. And I'm saying this with, with all love. But you're, you're still a Jets fan, right? Yeah. He's how, trying how, to how be. How could you be enamored by Kansas City winning? I mean, the Super Bowl, the game in and of itself was fine. Yeah. Everything else, though, around the Super Bowl, and I'm sure you've heard this before, the, crit- the criticism. It's not fun anymore. The commercials aren't good anymore. Mm. The woke stuff, I mean, I-, I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Well, I think you're, but you're asking you're, me but, You're asking me two different things. Number but, one, did I enjoy I know, I the Super Bowl? And B, as a Jet fan, how could I root for the Kansas City Chiefs? There was one good t- Super Bowl commercial. I thought there were a few, actually. And it, it involved the Giants. Yeah, we're, we're, there's a good Cinco coming with your top five yeah. uh, Super Bowl commercials. There, there was one that involved Oh, that's right. I saw Tiki get a Super Bowl no, commercial. wasn't that one. With Tommy DeVito? wasn't that one. The NFL Africa? Oh, with OC. That one was great. Yeah, it wasn't bad. That one was it great. It wasn't bad. I think the commercials, are they as good as they were today as they were 15 years ago? I'm not going to argue that. But two things. Number one, it's the Super Bowl. So as much as the event, and we talked about this last week, is all about everything but the game... The game is on, and it's football. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, as far as why I root for Kansas City, I've laid out two reasons, and I think they make perfect sense as a Jet fan. Number one, I want to stick it to Brady and the Patriots. And number two, and I've always had this fantasy, I want to be the team to knock them off. Mm. So <laughs> let the Chiefs keep winning so that hopefully someday it's my team that knocks them off. I hear But it's also, it's dynasties aren't every decade. Like you don't get a dynasty all the time, right? So it's it's actually kind of neat to have someone become one and see it happen in front of you. Now, 
we talked about this a couple weeks, few weeks ago. Like the Chiefs could become the villain. I don't know if they'll ever be a villain dynasty. Well, they'll be a villain to me if they beat the Jets in the AFC title game next year. But they don't feel like the Patriots felt villainous because they had a cheating scandal. Well, that, but also then Deflate Gate, and it just yeah, they had multiple cheating scandals. You already know. It felt like a lot of, and and Bill Belichick is not or was not approachable, so it never felt like you knew the team, Mm -hmm. and no one ever got taken care of on that team, meaning financially. No one got paid, ever. Even Tom Brady didn't get paid on that team. He was making $19 million while Russell Wilson's making 35 if you can believe that, at some point in his career. So it never felt like, wow, this is like the feel-good story. It was just like, we're going to win. We're going to do it. We don't care about anything else. We're just winning, and not, we're not having fun. But Kansas City feels like they're having fun. It feels like you want to hang out with Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Like, if you feel like you like them. Yeah, there's certain different. dynasties that, for whatever reason, and I, I have some theories on it, aren't as hated as others. Like, the Golden State Warriors had that for a while. And I think a part of why the Warriors weren't hated and why the Chiefs aren't fully hated is that their franchises came from what? Mm. Like, literally. Well, the I know. Kansas the Chiefs, City the Chiefs, Chiefs were one of the originals, man. Yeah, and they had won as much as the Jets. Like, I have laid this right, out to you, right, but the Jets right. and the Chiefs' histories sort of changed once they drafted Mahomes. But prior to that, it was the same tortured history. True, but it but it doesn't feel like it's – it is the same, but it feels like the Chiefs were an original. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I Whereas mean, the Jets are as well, but it, they came from – like that upstart league. Well, so did Kansas City, they're both an AFL team. They both That's why their histories are so similar. Yeah. They came from the no, AFL. You're right. You're right. I don't know why, but the Jets don't. Well, guess, we're not a dynasty yet. Yeah. <laughs> yet. I, I was going to say, yet. I was going to say, but the Jets feel, like, not hated, but well, there's, they feel. Mocked. Like, mocked is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Like like disrespected yeah. and mocked. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know, it's just different. I think Kansas City. I think it's the makeup of their team. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs are the ninth team to win back-to-back Super Bowls. And this will be a big story come late September, but I'll give you a little preview. Put this in the back of your head. The Green Bay Packers, the Miami Dolphins, the Steelers twice, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Broncos, and the Patriots are all the other teams that have won Mm back-to-back Super Bowls. When they have all gone for the three-peat, three of them missed the playoffs entirely. Green Bay missed it because Vince Lombardi left. He went to Washington. The Steelers missed it. I can't tell you why. They were a nine-win team that year. And the Broncos missed it because John Elway retired. All the other teams only got as far as the championship game. Yeah. No team has gotten to a Super Bowl three years while left. attempting to win their third three straight games. game. No, teams have been to three straight right, Super Bowls, but Buffalo not did, yeah. while attempting to win a third straight Super Bowl. Hmm. And Giant fans know about that full well because there's a game played back in 1991-1990 season against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco that is called the 3 game. Yeah, Because the Niners were trying to win their third straight Super Bowl and the Giants beat them in San Francisco right. at Candlestick Park. So Kansas City, if they can get to the Super Bowl, will go further than any team in the history of this sport. And that's just getting there. Oh, in terms of getting close to a three-peat. Yeah. And if they win the three-peat, that's what puts them on another level. Because no other NFL team has done that. Yeah. We've seen it in, we've seen it in hockey. We've seen it in every other sport. We've seen it baseball, basketball. Baseball, hockey, basketball. Baseball. Yes. We've seen it everywhere except for football. And it's because of the, the turnover, the attritious nature of the NFL season, NFL teams year over year. In fact, Pat Mahomes was asked this last week. I remember hearing it, how hard it is, and he's going to have to do a restructure of his contract at some point to save some money. But um, it's how hard it is to keep winning when your team is different every year. Yeah, It's hard in the NFL. It's easier in in other sports. It's hard in the NFL to keep winning when there's so much turnover in the league. Let's go to Jason and Glenhead. What's up, Jason? What's up, Jason? Hey, what's up, boys? How are you doing? We're good, man. Evan. Yo. If the boys agree to this, we have an idea for you to shave your beard this Friday night. Ooh. This Friday night? Let's okay. go. What you do we got to do? You've got a Friday morning when you leave your house, you've got to take public transportation in a full A-Rod outfit with cleats on to work <laughs> and wear it all day. In honor of A-Rod day? <laughs> uh, I, pre- I appreciate the offer. I will not accept. Like, listen, I know that we're going to have A-Rod Day on Friday. Sean earned that. Sean won that. That was his big show decision this Friday. Don't miss it. The first ever A-Rod Day. It's also the anniversary. 20 years ago, he was traded here 
But you don't even need to ask the boys. I will not wear full A-Rod garb mm-hmm. as a way to get rid of this beard. Yeah, but you could just you could ceremonially take it off and then we hang it in the rafters. No. And then it's retired. No, no. and it doesn't we're all wearing cleats and everything, A-Rod. That's not part of the bet. That's part of the deal. <laughs> what do you mean it's part of the deal? We have to wear yeah, a jersey all, and cleats? Yeah, we're all dressing as A-Rod for the day. No way. <laughs> Loogie, two tiki. Yeah. Should I have a syringe hanging out from my arm? No, oh, again, stop. this is pro A Rod. Stop it. Well, I was just, I'm just asking. If uh, I'm going to dress no. up as A Rod, I want to be All of you by Thursday morning will have the full uniform and cleats and stirrups delivered at your. Uh, so you're giving us a full uniform? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, I can't wait till Friday, the first ever A Rod day. Justin and Dobbs Ferry. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's going on? You know, going into that uh, Super Bowl, three and a half hours in, people are drinking, people are, you know, out late. Like you got to put a telecast on on there and put some on the screen, to, you know, show what the overtime rules are. Because even like the right. the, mo- the fans, it's all the mo- you know, like and for them to just try to explain it quickly, like how many hundred millions of people are watching football for the first time, and you're not going to even give them a great you know, point. The, the layout of what the rules what the rules are. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that, Justin, because I as we were talking about it, it was like, did they show it? Because they showed it in the stadium, right? On the on the broadcast on the uh, the jumbotron. Because a lot of the 49ers players were saying, that's the first time we were reading it when it was on the Jumbotron, but they didn't show it on the broadcast. So at home, you're probably confused. Now, do you need to know the overtime rules to know what's going on? Not really. Like the only thing that gets complicated is what happens at the end of regulation or end of uh, the first overtime period. That's the only thing that was confusing to me. The two possessions for each team and. It's basically score a touchdown. The other team gets a possession. If they kick a field goal, then that touchdown would win. So it was was the minutia at the end of the period. That was the only thing that got confused. But he is right that when you've got 120 million people watching this game, the vast majority of them haven't watched a football game all year. Yeah, because think about what the average number is for NFL games. Right, right. It's a third of that. Right. So think about that. So if that's the average rating, which is still a massive number – 80% 80% of the people watching, maybe 70% of the people mm-hmm. watching, have watched the football game all year. Yeah. So if anything, you need to over-explain things. But here's the problem. Even if they did, even if Professor Romo took the stage right before overtime to explain it, A, Tony wouldn't understand it himself. <laughs> and then B, most of the audience would be like, I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. It's that right. convoluted. Yeah, it is. Well, here we go. This is where I was right, guys. This is why you don't have Super Bowl parties with people that don't watch the games and are talking about oh, the French stop. onion dip recipe stop. because the ref sat there and explained the whole rules to us on TV for those listening. So I got to admit to you, last night, my Super Bowl party was me. My father-in-law, my mother-in-law. Oh, so he did watch it with you. Yes, he did. <laughs> my oldest son, Jed, who is seven. My youngest son, Spence, who's three. And my wife. That's nice. And by halftime, it was just me. Oh, get out. Abuelo bailed? Well, so the way... <laughs> kind they of. All bailed? No, no. It so was what? only like 8.40. No, no. Here's what... I mean, let me explain why Abuelo bailed. Okay. We're all in this big TV room, big screen, having a great time. At halftime, the kids have absolutely lost their bleeping minds. They're crazy. And they got school the next day. And it's 9 o'clock, and their bedtime is usually 7.30. Very strict bedtime in the Roberts household. Right. So I look at my wife and say, you know what? Let's get the kids to bed. And I go help out. I don't really. What what the hell am I watching? Boomer and Nate Burleson breaking down halftime? I had it on in the background. I heard. That's why I gave Boomer credit earlier. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I watched Usher. I watched halftime. As the third quarter's beginning... I'm upstairs in the bedroom. Kids are falling asleep. And I'm like, honey, I got to get the hell out of here. I got to focus. I got to go back. <laughs> so I go back to the TV room. Everybody's gone. Oh. My abuelo's gone. Abuela's gone. And so I'm like, all right, feet up. I got the room to myself for the next two hours. Oh, nice. So I ended up watching the second half in overtime. So you got all by myself. Solo. I got it. And you know what? Allows you to focus. A lot of focus. Did you see, something's lost in translation here, you, though, man. Teak. What's lost in translation? Abuelo, I'm assuming, made a bunch of the snacks. I told my father-in-law when I left, I said, watch it here as long as you want, obviously. I'm going to keep everything on. I don't know what's going to happen with the kids. I have no idea. I didn't know. Oh, you didn't say, I'll be back. I wasn't sure what Uh, was going to happen. Oh, it's the Super uh, Bowl. You knew you were going to be back. uh, I could have watched the game upstairs if the kids were calmer. Stay stay here. I'll be back. Teak, this is exactly what happened two weeks ago. He already felt uncomfortable watching the game. That was wrong. You should have made it clear. I'm going to be back here in 15 minutes. Remix up the guac. I'll be right back. I was going to be back in 15 minutes. (laughs) I'll be right back. I'm so glad you mentioned guacamole. I don't know if this is weird or not. So, Abuelo made some awesome treats last night. It was freaking awesome. Pigs in a blanket, like you talked about. 
guacamole chips. It wasn't pizza bagels, but it was pizza like rolled up like a blunt. Mm-hmm. I call it the pizza blunt. <laughs> <laughs> what was in it? It was pizza, but it was rolled up like a blunt. Like with pepperoni and yeah. like sausage. Cheese, and... the whole thing, yeah. Really? Yeah, rolled up like a blunt. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I'm going to copyright it. Pizza blunt. Nice. Who doesn't want a pizza blunt? Nice. Want a pizza blunt? You going to throw some weed on there? <laughs> he was smoking a doobie. <laughs> so I never did this before. I started taking those pigs in a blanket and mm-hmm. just put it deep into that guacamole. Ugh. I said, screw the mustard. I'm going right to the guac. So I had, and I think it is a great concoction. I didn't know this would work. Pigs in a blanket bathed in guacamole. Now, no offense to you, Tiki, and you, Lugie. The only opinion I care on this subject is Sean Morash. He is an expert on food. His plumpness shows you why. Lugie is like a toothpick, and Tiki's an Adonis. So no offense. Mm. I'll get your opinions, but I'm much more curious about Tubby over there's opinion. So, Sean, your thoughts Pigs in a blanket, bathed in guacamole. Abuelo came up with this? No, no, no. He made both. He made I'm both. the one who said, let's mix it together. I want to make love to Abuelo for making that guac and giving you that opportunity. <laughs> I like that, right? Banging, Ev. Banging. Banging. I have, now, have you ever had something, like, close? Like, you were, had a, a chip in guacamole, and then you also stuck a pig in a blanket in your mouth? No, Ev. Uh, Tiki, I'm glad you asked. I'm just asking. I am famous at a family party. Whether there's regular hot dogs off the grill or pigs in a blanket, that side of taco dip that everybody loves, I love dumping it on there like it's a chili pig in a blanket. So if oh. I could take that flair and just go with tasty guacamole, that nice saltiness, the avocado, oh, forget about it. That's a great move by Evan. Thank great you. Great move. Thank you very much. But you met your approval. So now, no offense. I don't really care what T. and Lugie right. say, but I, I'm curious to hear your opinion, but I honestly don't give a rat's ass. I test. feel like I'm gagging. Just thinking about so it. So your opinion is gagging. Gagging. Okay. Lugie, your opinion? So when I've been drunk, I'm like MacGyver. I will mix anything. I've done meatball here on Cool Ranch Doritos. So I'll let this slide. Yeah. Mm. Now, oh, you weren't, you. it wasn't drunk munchies, but you know what? Be a little innovative. I have no problem with that. If it mm. worked for you, it worked for you. I appreciate that. Would right. I do it sober? No. <laughs> I was very sober. Yeah, that's that's my issue. It's it. tremendous. Seven, eight beers in, uh, then I whatever. Yeah, but if you had starving, a, if you had a pig in a blanket and a chip and guac, and you were just like having a little appetizer sample, it'd all be in your mouth mixed together anyway. Well, you know what I think happened. So I got lazy. So I made a plate. I put guacamole on my plate. I put a bunch of the uh, pigs in a blanket, and I put mustard. And I had chips. Finish all the chips. Finish all the mustard. Mustard's all gone. So now I'm stuck with pigs in a blanket. And still have some guacamole, oh. and I'm too lazy you to not go have any down. Chips? You have any... chips are all gone. Oh, so I'm oh, like, screw it, let's mix it together. And that's when I found out something that was magical. It was like if relations so. for the first time. If it was unbelievable. So. Yes. I just don't think that sounds nah, good. I'm with him, man. That's some sexual healing. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. I do very much appreciate that. Let's go to Dylan in Floral Park. Hey, Dylan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Can I just give a quick shout-out and congratulations to my brother and his wife? They just welcomed their son on Friday. Oh, oh congrats, Tremendous. Man. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Nolan James' is first day listening to the fans. Is this so your is this your time. first um, nephew? So you're the first, first, first time being an uncle? First nephew by blood, yeah. Oh, that's Feels awesome. Different. That's all. Yeah, it definitely is. It's family, man. That's, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Congrats, dude. Uh, no, nah, I appreciate it, guys. I know he's going to be happy about this one. But I did want to talk about – I know you guys were talking about nobody hating Mahomes. My, uh, my, my cousin's son is 10 years old. He said Christian McCaffrey needed to save football from Mahomes and the uh, Swifties with Kelsey and all that stuff. <laughs> I think they're getting to that hatred point. But everyone hates New York because we're New York. So if the Jets were ever good – People would hate us like they hated you guys, Tiki, yeah. even if it was up against Brady. No, you're right. You're, no, you're right about that. But I, don't, I just, I feel like the Mahomes hate could only be centered on an extension of the whole Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. Mm. But that brings so many like females and daughters into football that you should actually appreciate it. And I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. Like he's gonna be lo- even if he starts getting hated a little bit more because of the success and success and everything else, like the love that's gonna come his way from non football watchers who are now Kansas City Chief fans, it's gonna it's gonna destroy it. Yeah. Right? It's just gonna it's gonna keep compounding on top of itself. Did you find did you hear about the old tweet that was discovered about Patrick Mahomes? I did not. Oh boy. Which was? I mean, it just got discovered. And I don't know who discovered it. I'd love to give them credit, but I saw it on my feed this morning. Yeah. November 24th, 2013. Okay. And it was fact-checked that he is talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, does Taylor have to win everything? 
No. Yeah. Same night as the American uh, Music Awards no. that Taylor won a bunch of awards for. Get out so here. clearly, Pat Mahomes, 11 years ago, very upset with all the winning Taylor Swift was doing. This was this was country music, so this wasn't this wasn't like the this wasn't like her first Grammy. Or uh, something. Taylor Swift sold out in 2013. I'm not sure. I mean, she's been around since forever. No, I know. I don't know if she was still a country star or she had uh, morphed oh, over into the sold, sellout you that mean she sold is. out, like going to pop. Yeah. All right, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I, mean. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I like Taylor Swift I thought you country meant star. she's selling out like arenas. Wow. <laughs> she was stadiums. always doing that. More of your calls coming up on this crazy game, including, and I was obsessed with this last night, and Tiki and Sean and Lugie got to see it because I was texting them constantly about it, how we came so close to some of the craziest Super Bowl MVPs of all time. It turned out to be Pat Mahomes, but we came damn close to a lot of things that we've never seen before in the history of football. We'll get to it coming up, plus all the reasons why Kyle Shanahan screwed up last night. Want to play a quick game, Tiki? Sure. It's a fun new game. It's called What the Hell Was This Guy Predicting? And that guy we're talking about is a legend around here, the great Phil Simms. Okay. But Phil Simms was offering his prediction for last night's game, just like <laughs> everybody was offering a prediction for last night's game. But I want you to listen to what Phil says and then tell me what he actually was predicting. I'm going to go with the underdog. And I know everybody, that's Kansas City, even though they're favored. Because everybody has been picking San Francisco. But I'm going to take Kansas City in high scoring game 31-27. to 27. I'm sorry, San Francisco 31-27 to 27 over Kansas City. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to go with the underdog. Even though they're favored, except even, they're not favored. No, what? Oh. No. Yeah, Nate Burleson at the end is my favorite. Let's do it one more time. He says the Chiefs are the underdog, even though they're favored, which they're not. And then he says, screw it, I'm taking San Francisco. I'm going to go with the underdog. And I know everybody, that's Kansas City, even though they're favored. Because everybody has been picking San Francisco. But I'm going to take Kansas City in high scoring game 31 to 27. I'm sorry, San Francisco 31 to 27 over Kansas City. Oh. Any idea what he picked? Uh, no. Did she get a victory out of that no matter what? Uh, yeah, he's. I'm lost. <laughs> I, I I think I speak old man football. All right, so tell, tell us what he was saying. Okay, Phil w- was genuinely picking the 49ers. But much like some people I watch football with that aren't active on the sports books, he probably until 10 minutes before he was due on didn't or couldn't fathom that the Chiefs were actually betting underdogs. Oh, got it. So in his mind... It's the Chiefs, it's the Niners. The underdog's the Niners. Right. So he tried to spit that out the best way he could to say he was picking the underdog, even though they're not actually the underdog, but they really are because the Chiefs are really the favorite. What? <laughs> I know, that's, that's confusing. You, that's... Yes, because my, my dad's the same way. My name's him. What do you mean the Chiefs are underdogs? No, they're not. It's yeah. Patrick Mahomes. So in his mind, he liked the Niners to win. Somebody told him, in the by the way, you know, the Niners are favorites. He thinks he's like speaking the obvious to everybody that... I'm picking the underdog Niners. I know they're really Wait, favorites. Wait, so he was yeah. picking the Chiefs? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. He was picking the Niners. He was picking the Niners. But he was calling the Chiefs the favorites, not the underdogs. Yeah. Because in his mind, they have Mahomes yes. and Reed. You have to reset the whole thing. Forget <laughs> what he said at the very beginning. What he meant was the Chiefs are the actual favorite, right. even though everybody is picking the 49ers. And so, in his mind, the underdog is the 49ers. Oh. <laughs> I, I love how Nate Pearlson's no. the only one on the stage. No. Like, what the hell just happened? No. I mean, oh. you get like 10 seconds. They're telling you, all right, you got 10 seconds to do your prediction. Like, and you want to explain, you want to throw all this stuff in there. I actually really love Phil Sims. I don't think there's any way Phil could brag that he got this game right or wrong because <laughs> I don't know what the hell he picked. Now, I can tell you one thing I got right. What's that? Which is not only picking the Kansas City Chiefs all year, but late last week we had an MVP draft oh, on the show. Do you remember that? Yes. So the rules were very simple. Me, Tiki, Lugie, and Sean would draft who we think is going to be the MVP, but there was one caveat. If you took Patrick Mahomes, you're done. Everyone else would pick four players. There were four rounds to the draft, but as soon as you took Mahomes. I had such an advantage in this. Yeah, so Tiki ended up with Rasheed Rice, Debo Samuel, the Kansas City defense, and the San Francisco defense. That's 24 players, people. 24. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lugie had Brock Purdy, Isaiah Pacheco, George Kittle, and Taylor Swift. I don't know why I saw that. Sean had Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Sam Darnold. And I simply had Patrick Mahomes. Now, while I won this thing, I don't brag because all you guys passed on Mahomes. I don't know what the hell you guys were thinking. Hmm. Well, it's less fun to pick 
one player. So, Teak, Sean, I got to apologize because I've been working with Evan longer. I should have realized he was manipulating us, and I didn't realize <laughs> that till I was going to sleep last night. I'm like, that son of a bitch manipulated us. Because who set the Mahomes rule? Me. It was you. Yeah. yeah, you did that because you knew our reaction would be, Oh, that's no fun. I want to have multiple players. <laughs> you knew the Chiefs would win. You knew Mahomes would, would get the MVP. So if you're picking early, you're going to get Mahomes. If you're picking later, you know we're going to pass on him because it's no fun. And you hoodwinked all of us just like you're always working a flim-flam. And I should be the better guy what? here. Know that. The flim-flam, a scam. You yeah, worked well, it. Loogie, you manipulated you us. guys had the chance to take Patrick Mahomes. No. It's not my fault you took Brock Purdy. But be- it wasn't fun to take Pat Mahomes. Because what? he set that rule. Yes. Because he manipulated it so he could come on there and go, ho, ho, I got it right. I'm I got a split thing right. Uh-huh. I'm not even bragging that I got it right about Pat Mahomes. You're bragging in the office. It smelled like your thoughts because o- you're bragging about I'm it. Only p- <laughs> Honestly. I'm only pointing it out because, and Tiki will tell you this, even though he was very, very, you know, into being prepared in case everything went down in Las Vegas and he had to broadcast, I texted our group chat numerous times how excited I was about the random MVP candidates yes. that emerged throughout this game. Right, you did. So, for did, example, definitely. one guy who I thought had a legitimate chance to win was Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings, even though you spelled his name wrong. Yeah, why did you get so mad about that? Because it's a difficult name to spell. I, and spelled I, spent, it. I spent hours doing my board. Well, so first I, of all, I needed to make sure I did this correctly. Is everybody listening now to spell Juwan Jennings? Juwan. I figured like Juwan Howard, it was J-U-W-O-N. Yes. It is not. It's J-A-U-A-N. <laughs> but makes not, no sense. But, but Tiki, we're not publishing a paper. I was texting you guys. It's Jawan. Jawan. Well, in the middle of that, my phone was sitting next to me, and my wife said, Tiki just texted you Jawan? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> that was all she saw on the popular screen. Jawan Jennings. <laughs> I think was the favorite to win the MVP if the Niners won. Oh, he definitely was. Dude, he throws a touchdown pass. Christian McCaffrey had 160 or so all-purpose yards, so maybe it would have been debate debatable. Yeah. But, I I mean, he caught one. I he think threw Mc, one. I think McCaffrey was making it close. But, yeah, throw one, catch one. Only guy in the history of the Super Bowl besides Nick Foles. Yes. So, I thought, holy crap, no one's going to get Juwan Jennings. And I was thinking, boy, Lugie really screwed up because yeah. with that last pick... He could have taken a lot of guys. And I'm not suggesting you would have taken Juwan Jennings, but you took Taylor Swift. (laughs) Like, you could have taken a human being that breathes. And and for the first time in a long time, she wasn't the MVP. Well, she technically fits that description. They didn't show her a ton. I mean, they did, but it it didn't feel the same impact. But I was hoping for Juwan Jennings. And then once the game went to overtime, and I really thought this had a possibility, and this has never happened in the history of the Super Bowl, was that Harrison Butker Mm. had a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl MVP. Because think about this. At this point in the game, he was, and this is before anything happens in overtime, he's four for four, including the longest field goal in the history of the Super Bowl, even though it was a newer record because mm-hmm. he passed Jake Moody. So he makes a 57-yard field goal, and he's perfect. If the Chiefs win that game, like let's just say hypothetically, on third and 13, there's no uh, defensive holding on McDuffie. And the Niners give the ball right back. Chiefs get it. And let's say Butker hits a game-winning 45-yard field goal. Yeah. And he finishes the game 5-for-5, game-time field goal, game-winning field goal, including the longest field goal in the history of the Super Bowl. 5-for-5, then that means he's half their points. Am I not crazy to say he would have won the MVP? Uh, Am I not? Just tell me if I'm wrong here. Probably still would have given it to Mahomes because Mahomes would had pro- like two hundred and what seventy yards at that point. Yeah, you probably take see Mahomes threw for three thirty three. Figure you take about forty yards yeah, away on that final so drive. He's got two nine, almost three hundred yards. He what threw for one touchdown? Two, two touchdowns. It would have been one though if one, he doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying one. Yeah. So one touchdown. I don't know. That, that would have been. A, I actually would have been interested to see that. Now the question I had, and I saw this in real time. And I asked, I didn't, and I didn't get an answer. The they let the fans vote, right? I think they're a part of right. the selection. So vote, it's, it popped up. Yeah, yeah, vote for the NFL MVP. And I asked the question, and then Tom was like, "What percentage is that of the vote? Right? Is it is it fifty percent fans? I think it's like thirty three percent of thirty percent fans. Yeah, yeah. And then what's the who does the other sixty whatever percent? Like, is it the writers? Like, is it the, is it who who is it? So I have the answer. The NFL picked 16 media members covering the game to cast a ballot for MVP. That accounts for 80% of the vote. 80%. The other 20% of the vote comes from the fans. Oh, so the the fan vote is insignificant. Yeah, it's kind of like our elections. Like, you're not really voting. They just want you to think you are. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. So. It's the Electoral College. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) For those that don't know what Evan's talking about. But Harrison Butker could have won. Yeah. Like, I was hoping at the end of this Uh, game. I'm trying to think if the media members would have given it. If he goes five for five with the longest field goal They don't want to give it to a kicker, though. Why not? Because it's stupid. Like I mentioned. Because it's a kicker. But there could have been Mahomes for But they're writers, right? Yeah. So I think the writers. Well, 16 media members. I don't know if they're all writers, to be fair. Well, media members. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if they're like in line with Hall of Fame voters. Because if they are. It won't be a kicker. It's never going to be a There's kicker. There's never been a kicker to win the MVP right? other than the regular season MVP by Mark Mosley in 82. You're creating the narrative that you later on will evaluate that you created. Right. That that's what that is. But this would have been a special circumstance. It would have been longest field goal in Super Bowl history no, no, no. plus five for five. But Evan, I'm telling you why they would put Pat Mahomes. Yeah, because they're creating the narrative that they will then evaluate later on. It's their own narrative, but right. they're going to evaluate it whenever twenty years from now. Right. Right. Pat Mahomes is a five time Super Bowl winner and five time Super Bowl MVP. We gave him that Super Bowl MVP. Nah, Therefore, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. And you know what? <laughs> At the time, I was rooting for Butker, and I laid out the scenario where he could win. Yeah. But after the smoke had cleared, and I had a chance to think about things. Remember, I said earlier in the show, part of why I've been rooting for Kansas City is, A, I want my team to eventually knock him off, but also to dethrone the Patriots as yeah. a great dynasty. Well, guess what? Tom Brady it's getting there. didn't win the Super Bowl MVP in all of his Super Bowls. There were two in which he did not. In fact, Patrick Mahomes is now only the third quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl to win back-to-back Super Bowl MVPs, joining Bart Starr and Terry Bradshaw. Mm -hmm. So if anything, this enhances the Mahomes legacy more than me getting the cheap thrills of Harrison Butker winning Super Bowl MVP. I got to tell you, I I heard a lot in this broadcast. Not in the broadcast, it was mostly in the pregame stuff over the week. Like, every moment people want to throw the extra platitude on somebody, they say, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, this guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think it's it's premature because nobody knows what the hell goes in the Hall of Fame. And if Antonio Gates is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then I don't think you can say that random guys who are playing now who haven't finished their careers are first ballot Hall of Famer. You're damn right. You want to know why else? But there is one guy who probably is. Who? Pat Mahomes. Well, <laughs> the one thing I'll counter, and this is for our 90-year-olds in the audience. I'm always looking out for you. Joe DiMaggio was not a yeah. first ballot Hall of Famer. There you go. There you go. I rest my case. And just admit you manipulated the game so you'd get Mahomes. I caught you. Just admit it. Oh, you're still on that list. Tiki, <laughs> why would he set that rule? Why would he set that rule? Because it's the, the low, it was the easiest odds. It was like. No, no, no. Thank you, Tiki. No, the that's BS. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because like I had the number had one pick. Put, if I had a million dollars to put on the MVP. And I, I had to spend the million dollars. I couldn't, like, shuttle it away and stick it under my mattress. And, mm-hmm. But I had to spend it on voting for the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I would have put it on Pat Mahomes. Yeah, but if you had 10 extra bucks, you would have put it on someone else. So why couldn't you get an extra player if you drafted Mahomes? Because he manipulated the damn game. Because he Absolutely. thinks he's smarter than us. He pulled one over on us. Especially and he because wants to I win. thought that the Chiefs were going to win. And if the, the Chiefs, look, the Chiefs were a middle-of-the-road team offensively this year. Like, defensively, you don't get defense. I mean, every now and then you do get a defensive MVP, but not really. It's the offense that, that dictates. And if the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl, it was going to be because Pat Mahomes was Pat He's Mahomes. He's crazy. I know he is. No, I'm not. I, I see you, Evans. BS. No, Lugies, a lot of people don't. Lugies wrong. All three of us could have took Pat Mahomes. I know. In the fourth I, I know. He's got to get over it. I it's okay. I didn't, I didn't want Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to pick. And by the way, it was I wanted just, to have fun picking. Thank you. It was a stupid game on the radio. We didn't even right. bet anything. Exactly. Like, I didn't win anything. But it's a microcosm it. of the game we're playing here. Evan pulls the strings. This is one. He'll do it again. Just be on the lookout for Sean, this guy over here. No. Sean, watch out for him. He's nuts. No. Okay. You said it earlier, Lugie. You said it probably, I don't know, early October. Evan just had the script. <laughs> good, dude. Yes. Right. McCole Hardman so finished good. his story before Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to uh, Ray in South Florida. What's up, Ray? What's up, Ray? What's happening, boys? Oh, Yo. good, man. So it's not a stupid game on the radio, because it led me to be creative with a Super Bowl pool 
with 10 people pick out of a hat for MVP. Is that right? Oh, good. Who won? Wait, who won? Right? Who won? My daughter. My daughter. Oh, get out of here. Mahomes. Who did she, oh, yeah, she yeah, pick yeah. Mahomes? That's she got nice. Mahomes, yeah. No, 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 no. It was out of a hat, so you didn't get to choose. You had oh, 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 oh. You had all the MVP candidates in a hat, and you yes, just had to exactly. pick. Oh, that's actually but how we should have done it. It was the radio show that led me to that. Yeah, there we should have done it that way. So, uh, real quick. So, Evan, <laughs> yeah. don't hang up on me because I'm going to go against you and Tiki here. I'm going to defend Sean. Because I don't think he articulated right on the on the time of the overtime. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. I, I, all right. So, Tiki, and, and you're going to respond, and I'd love to be able to respond to you. Go ahead. So, obviously, 60 minutes, tie game, you go to overtime. You can't go on just a 15-minute time period because nobody scores and the game doesn't end. It's high, so you got to keep going in time. Okay. And you can't can't do it in one quarter because just for the, the, the team that chooses to go one way. Now, most Super Bowls are climate-controlled. But what happens when they play in New York in five years or whatever it is, and it's a 60-mile-an-hour win one way? you got to be able to switch fields. So you have to have, at the end of 15 minutes, <laughs> yeah, right? but you it, have to be able to. But hold on, Ray. Ray, hold on. It's I a good point. It's a good point. It is a good point. It's a good but, point. But if, if there are, like, swirling 60-mile-an-hour wins, it's going to get the sudden death really quickly. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be able to th- rip the ball around the field and throw for it on third and eight. So – I know what you're saying. Your conditions create the, your solution, but it also creates an earlier problem. No, but, but Ray, Ray it's, going, a great, going, Ray, it's a great point, but I don't think it means Tiki's rule can't occur. Like, I remember Marty Morningweg made the decision when he coached the Detroit Lions, and I, I think I got this right, that he won the coin toss back when it was sudden death and, de- and decided to pick the side of the field as opposed to getting the ball. And he was right. greatly criticized for it. He made a strategic decision of, hey, this is more important than me getting the, the ball. Because so of the weather. Because of the weather. Yeah. So that would be the same decision in overtime. You'd have to start factoring in for that one quarter you're playing. Yeah. Okay, so but what's the alternative? Because even Maurice Jones-Joe, and I don't blame people for not understanding the rules last night, he was asking Andy Reid to get, weren't you nervous there were three seconds left? The game wasn't ending at the end of the first Yeah, yeah. yeah but right? no, so, 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 so M- even MJD didn't understand the rule. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to knock him for that. But by the way, didn't. I didn't either. I didn't, I I didn't either. And, 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 that's, yeah. and that was my rant earlier, Ray, is it, is it time has to mean something. Like the clock needs to mean something. And the fact yeah, that it doesn't. You can, Tiki, in overtime when you want to get a winner. You're not going to, like you mentioned before, soccer. You're not going to play two 15-minute periods. The guys would have a heart attack and die on the field, right? <laughs> These guys want to get off the field. That's no, but why. they do. But they do play two 15-minute periods. And, well, like, they, the Champions well, they, League, they, that's what they do. When it gets to the, when it gets to the knockout round, you play two yeah, yeah. 15 minute periods, and then if it goes another time, you're running can... around in shorts. Right. Not yeah, true, off the whole true. Day. But but These why? So, so so why why Ray? Do you want to play two 15 minute overtimes in the NFL? These guys are going to die. You don't. You don't. But eventually, you got to figure eventually somebody's going to score. You'll play six overtimes like Evan was rooting for. We're all rooting for <laughs> to keep going and going. But those guys are dying on the field. Eventually, the game is going to end, right? So I think they're doing it right. You have to have a 15-minute Yeah, but, but Ray, can... all Tiki's saying is, how about there be two factors that can end the game? Either both teams possess the ball, right. or if time runs out on the quarter. Because think about it. How often in the history of the NFL has there been a possession that with, lasted with, 15 minutes? With one team leading. With one team and possessing the ball. If one team is leading, and and now I get this. like a, a, I'm trying to think of the longest ever I think it is like 12 minutes or something. Exactly. The it's long, not 15. The longest possession. I think the longest possession of all time is like 12 minutes. It's yeah. not 15 minutes. Right. So, so it's never happened is the point. Right. So, But just because it's not fair that the second team who gets a possession, so even if that A team just kicks a field goal in those 12 minutes, they get a possession, there should be an urgency to that possession. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Just like – at the end of a half or at the end of a game. Like, there needs to be an urgency to the clock at uh, in overtime, and there isn't any. Well, but you know what? And this is maybe what Sean was trying to say. I'll defend him. And he said this a few hours ago, if you missed it. We were talking about how at the end of the first overtime, where the game ended, the Chiefs had no urgency to win the game in the first overtime because even if the clock had expired down by three, they were still, they were in, still going to continue yeah, playing. Because they were still in their initial possession. Correct. In the past... Like, let's look at the last double overtime game we ever had in the NFL, which was a decade ago, between the Baltimore Ravens and the Denver Broncos. Okay? It's a double overtime game. Neither team scored in the first overtime. They got to a second overtime. The Ravens finally beat the uh, Broncos on a Justin Tucker game-winning field goal. 
there was no urgency for the clock then either. Yeah. Because it was still, hey, it's a tie game. Tie game. This clock doesn't matter. The first team to score wins. But it was su- it was sudden death. This was this is not sudden death because they've changed the rule. Now this rule has been this way. This the second period of overtime. It's been this way since 2015 when they changed the rule. The only difference is that. And 2015, if you scored a touchdown on your initial possession, the game was over. Correct. So they changed that because it was unfair, because of Tom Brady, because of uh, Pat Mahomes. They go, they win the coin, call, uh, coin toss, and they just go down the field and score a touchdown, game over. The other team, the kickoff team in overtime, doesn't get a chance to possess the ball. So they changed it so that even if you score a touchdown, the other team gets a possession. The problem is that possession – could, it could go on forever. And by the way, we found out the longest drive ever in NFL history go ahead. is 13 minutes. Wow. By guess who? Not the Jets. The New York football Giants. How about that? And guess who the quarterback was? Uh, Eli Manning. Sage Rosenfeld. What? <laughs> yeah. Sage Rosenfeld. And it was only because it was a 41 nothing blowout, and the Giants oh. ran the ball the entire fourth quarter yes. to get out of there. Yes. Wow. And that's still not a full quarter. So you can't, you can't actually do that. Sean's got a Cinco de 5-0 list. We'll take more of your calls on the Super Bowl. And Kyle Shanahan goes on trial. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.